We joined Todd, Stephanie, and Harper Horn at the 9 o'clock service, and in two weeks, uh, Todd's dad, who is a reverend in the Columbia District, will be here to baptize his granddaughter, and so we want you to be aware of that. Also, I'll let you know that um, our directories are here, and Jane Rhodes is going to talk to us, speak to us about that. If you will make your way up here, and while you're doing that, I'll keep on giving some more announcements. United Methodist Men want to remind you about the barbecue and yard sale on Saturday, May the 4th. Uh, Leanna is with her parents who are chaperoning our confirmands in Lake Genaluska this weekend, and we've been getting texts and pictures, and they seem to be doing really great. And anyway, but she wanted me to remind you that it's next Saturday night is the uh, fundraiser that she's involved in, and that's next Saturday night. Uh, reminder about the kids' programs. Kids' programs continue through this month. The last uh, uh, night program, Sunday night program, for this semester is Sunday, May the 5th. And then on May the 12th will be the spring musical, children's musical, at the 9 a.m. service. Now their project this year is to be part of the Relay, Relay for Life, which, which uh, Harriet will be talking to them in the uh, children's time. You'll hear more about that, okay? Also, just uh, Jessica wants us to remember that she needs help with the uh, bells, putting away the bells and stuff after service. And we want to thank uh, uh, Mason Mumford and Matt Gill, who are up here assisting us with music this morning. So then, uh, Jane? Thank you. I'm really happy to tell you that our directories are here and are being delivered this morning. Most of you got yours through your Sunday school classes, I hope, and those who are in the contemporary service got theirs then. And for you here who were not in Sunday school, we have yours outside. Now, if there's a problem and you don't have one, you just check with me and I'll find out about it because I remember putting stickers on some books that they don't have one for, but anyway, it's here. There are stickers on the books with the names on them because only the people who had their pictures made for the directory will get a directory. That's part of the package. If you did not have your picture made, I'm sorry that that is uh, the way this process works. I'm also sorry to say that we don't have 100% of our membership in the directory. We never have 100%. And uh, it doesn't feel like it's complete. But I hope it will be good for you to be able to look at the pictures and the names and see people that maybe you don't know or that you've seen in church and you don't know them and they're members and you need to hopefully get to know them. Our theme this time for our book was worship. I hope you will find that through the uh, pictures that we have chosen and also through the message that Pastor Joseph wrote for that. Um, I appreciate you so much for having your picture made, for being patient with the process, because it does take a while to get it done, and I hope you are happy with it. Nobody can do anything like this alone, and I would like to recognize those people who have made this possible. Um, Sherry Bailey, Kim Sheenan, Susan and David Mayberry, and may I say that they are computer experts because she and David somehow got that names and addresses and telephone numbers on a process that they could get it to the company. I would not have been able to do that. Cindy Miller, Gail Warner took pictures of our shut-ins and they're included in there. 
Priscilla Watson was very creative in our helping of our choice of pictures and other things. The back page, uh, the back cover is a, a spectacular picture to me. And I saw that picture in one of the Sunday school classes. Hank Pennington did that for his Sunday school class. And I thought it was so good that I wanted to be able to do it on our directory. And Hank gave us permission to use that idea. And I appreciate that. And I, I want you to thank these people when you see them. I also want you to thank Adam Wycliffe because he took the pictures that we asked him to take and somehow or another he got those pictures on a computer and somehow or another those pictures got to the company. I don't understand that. I don't have a clue how that happened. And I didn't do it. So, you know, we appreciate the talent of our membership and I hope that you will thank these people who have done so much. Patsy Farmer, Jeanette Schultz, Margaret Long, and Marsha Lee helped us in some of the um, things that we had to do in signing people up. But thank you again for everything, and I hope you will enjoy your directory. I want us to thank Jane because she coordinated everything. Also today we welcome to our pulpit, Reverend Brenda Curtis, who has been married to me, I guess, for better or for worse, for it will be 34 years in August. And uh, she's been preaching all those years, but about five years ago, the district superintendent and the Board of Ordained Ministry put her to preaching in the churches. And so she currently serves uh, Emma Gray uh, United Methodist Church in Woodruff. And she graciously, graciously accepted my invitation to come and to preach for us one Sunday. And so we will welcome her at the proper time. I believe that's all that I have to say. Let us begin our worship.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray together. Eternal God, you raised from the dead our Lord Jesus, and by your Holy Spirit brought to life your church. Breathe upon us again with your Spirit, and give new life to your people, through the same Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
please be seated. Let our children come forth for our children's time. this morning. Good. Um, do the words relay for life mean anything to you? Have you heard those words before? How do you, how do you know those words? Yes, ma'am? I know it because my aunt had cancer. And Relay for Life is one of the events that the American Cancer Society sponsors to raise funds for cancer patients. I notice as I look out and I noticed outside as I came in this morning that I saw lots of purple or pink or teal. Do you know why? Is today a... Today is when you wear your Relay for Life t-shirts. All right. We're celebrating Relay for Life and celebrating our cancer patients and working toward May the 17th. And I want all you folks out there to put it on May 17th on your calendar so it'll be on their calendars. And on May 17th, we go to Greer High School to the track and we have our event to do three things. We want to celebrate what? Who, I should say. Celebrate survivors of cancer and cancer patients. And what do we do? At 7 o'clock, the, when the cancer patients and survivors are walking around the track or riding around the track, what are we doing? What did you all do last year? You're cheering. You all ran back and forth and back and forth to cheer on our cancer patients and survivors. Well, the second thing we want to do with a ceremony about 9 o'clock is to remember who? Our loved ones who did not survive their cancer disease. And so we have a ceremony and we use luminary bags, luminaria. What is that? I've had one in my hand and somehow I've, I don't have it in my hand to, to show it, but what? Paper bags that have a loved one's name on it that have a candle inside. And as we walk the track, we can remember all of those patients and all of those survivors and all of those who lost their battle with cancer. We're sad, but we're glad that we have an opportunity to do something now in raising funds. And that takes us to our third purpose for Relay, and it's two words. What do we want to do? Fight back. They know this. I, they should have the microphone the whole time. We fight back. And so we're raising funds. <clears throat> and we, we, do, we have special events. We wear purple today. Or pink or teal. Colors that represent cancer. 
We want to raise funds for research, and we want to raise funds for the services that are offered to cancer patients. Well, now, how do we raise those funds? We can make a donation to have a luminary bag on the track for a loved one. We can buy T-shirts. Now, those of you that park on this side of the church, we want you to go out this side this morning and get some exercise when you walk around back to this side because there's a table out here and we'll show you the t-shirts that we have available this year. A new t-shirt, the teal, and if Ella's so tiny, stand up and see if they can read what's on the back. You remember the fight like a girl, but now it says fight like a, what kind of girl? Southern girl. And as a teacher of high school students, nobody fights like a Southern girl. You know, I'll get between two boys before I'd get between two girls. But we, they te- our cancer patients teach us how to fight this disease. And so we have a T-shirt this year to, to recognize that. What are you all going to be doing t- as another fundraiser to celebrate this year's theme? Now, we're going, we're, our theme this year is Wave Goodbye to Cancer from the Islands. So what are you all doing on Sunday nights that represent the island thing? Flip-flops, because everybody knows that on the islands you wear flip-flops, you wear what? What are they called? Lays, thank you very much. And um, these flip-flops that you all are going to decorate will then be judged, and be judged by these folks out here who'll come and drop money in little buckets to say, oh, I think this is a cute pair and this is a cute pair. And then um, if you choose, you can auction those flip-flops at the end. You have to be there to vote. You have to be there on May the 17th, Greer High School track. We're going to do the flip-flops. But now, did you see something else outside that's usually not in the yard of the church? Tires. Purple tires. Now those tires can roll into your yard or into one of your friend's yard for a donation to Relay for Life. You can say, oh, I'd love for this to decorate my friend's yard. So you make a donation, they magically appear in your friend's yard If your friend says, okay, I've had enough of the purple tires in my yard, I'm going to bless someone else with these tokens, these trophies. So they will make a donation and the tires magically appear in somebody else's yard. And so on and so on. Do you think these folks out here can do that with a little encouragement from you all? No, you don't think so? I do. I know these people. I know they don't want purple tires in their front yards, and I also know that they have generous hearts, and so they will make those tires roll along through the community. On May the 17th, you come out, we'll, we'll have our ceremonies, we'll honor our, our cancer survivors and our patients. Um, we'll have a wonderful campsite. You all dec- do the decorating. The flip-flops are going to be doing the decorating. But we're also going to have another contest. Well, we're going to have several contests. Uh, I've seen y'all. You love to limbo. So you can come to the limbo contest. You can, we're going to have a dance contest. We're also going to have a contest. You want to sit right here? 
We're also going to have a contest to show off our best island attire. Now, what is island attire? What is that word, attire? Clothes that you wear. So what do you think people wear in the islands? Short sleeves, shorts, big hats, legs again, what on our feet. But is there a special dance that they do in the islands? Particularly in Hawaii, we always think Hawaii. What is it called? A hula? Now what do the hula dancers wear? Well, they have luau's, yes, to, to eat, and this is the entertainment. But what do the hula dancers wear? Grass skirts. Anything else? This morning I heard about one more thing. Coconut bras. Somebody said, somebody said this morning that they wear coconut bras. Well, each team, and Memorial is a team, each team can have a contestant in this island attire contest. And we have our contestant. Do you know who it is? Mr. Andy Watson has graciously volunteered to be our contestant in the island attire contest. So he's working on his hula dance, he's working on his costume. Now, we want him to win, so we all have to be there. He's also going to have an island purse, an island handbag, and the most money he raises will determine him the winner. So whoever wins, whoever has the most donations will be the winner. So we have to be there to make our donations. Lots of ways that we can contribute to Relay for Life this year. And you all are our best examples of it. You did it last year, you're gonna do it again. It's your mission project, isn't it? So we have to drag all these people. Oh, there's one more thing, too. This year, we're only going to midnight. Usually, it's a 12-hour event. We go from seven on Friday night to seven Saturday morning. There are not many people there at seven o'clock Saturday morning. Not many of us can stay up that late, but we can stay up till midnight. So I'm thinking that if you talk real nicely to your parents and if you behave very well and you promise not to be crabby on Saturday morning, maybe you can stay up later on Friday night and be there till midnight. I'm getting funny looks down here and yay looks down here, but am I getting not so nice looks from out there <laughs> and worried looks okay well we hope you can be there so we want the whole church to support us so everybody go out this way you can see the get another look at the tires you can see the table with luminaries and t-shirts and then mark your calendar plan to join us and wear your purple again on may the 17th let's pray Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for these children who are ambassadors of Relay for Life, and we thank you for this congregation that has been such a supporter. We thank you and ask you to continue to bless the cancer survivors and cancer patients and help them through this, their struggles. Be with us as we go into this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Our first reading comes from the book of Psalms, Psalm 30, beginning at verse 1. I will exalt you, O Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. O Lord, my God, I called to you for help and you healed me. O Lord, you brought me up from the grave. You spared me from going down into the pit. Sing to the Lord, you saints of his. Praise his holy name. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may remain for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen.
Let us bow our heads. O oh God, in your mercy, hear the prayers of these thy people. We praise you, O oh Lord, for you have rescued us from the pit and restored our life. And all blessing and honor is due you. And yet we must confess that although we know you to be the source of every good gift and all that we need for life, we too often begin to trust in our own ways. We declare ourselves to be self-sufficient instead of trusting in your abundant bounty. And justly you hide your face from us and we fear your anger. But it is your way to have mercy, O Lord. And so we pray that you'd be gracious to us, that you'd be our helper and forgive our sin and restore us to be the people you, had, you have made us to be. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Give us new energy and sight that we might see your glory and be about your work. Our risen Lord has given the church the responsibility of caring for his sheep by loving them. Help us, O Lord, to love everyone and offer them the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We pray this day and lift up, O God, those that are listed in our prayer bulletin. We, list each, we lift each one to them, plus any that are in our hearts now. We pray that whether it be spirit, mind, or body, that your power would lift them up and impart hope to them and help us to accept your good and perfect will. We entrust to you, O giver of life, all the things that we ask. We know that you hear them. We ask them in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us continue our worship with our giving. Let our ushers come forward at this time.
Good morning. I want to thank you for allowing me to come this morning. What a privilege and an honor it is for me to be here. Thank you for your prayers. I know you've been praying for me, and I thank you for those. Keep going. Our scripture this morning can be found in John chapter 21, verses 1 through 19. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them, and they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul in the net because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him for he had taken it off and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153. But even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, 
O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. After the resurrection on Easter morning and before the ascension of our Lord into heaven, the risen Christ appears several times. Today's scripture records one such meeting. It is important to note that the text says that this was not the first time these disciples had seen the risen Lord. This appearance happened according to John's gospel like this. Peter and some of the disciples go out fishing. But after fishing all night, they were on their way back to shore empty-handed. The story sounds very familiar, doesn't it? I can't help but believe the risen Christ must have felt a certain feeling of deja vu about then. They were fishing, whether we like it or not. They had been beside Jesus night and day for nearly three years. They had received the blessing of his teachings, and they had heard of God's promises. They had been called to a high service. They had witnessed death, and they had witnessed and experienced the resurrection. They were witnesses to the greatest story ever told, and yet here they were, back to their old ways and their old lives. In fact, they were already so caught up in their immediate problem, namely no fish in the net, that they didn't even recognize Jesus at first. And so we began to read and try to understand this passage. As we watched the boat bobbing once again in the troubled water of the past, we wonder, will there be a future? Will there be an active and vibrant church catching the spirit alive and on fire for the kingdom of God? I wonder how precarious did the future of the church, Christian church hang in the balance of this crossroads. I can't help but wonder what might have gone through the mind of the risen Christ before he spoke a single word. I wonder if there was a tinge of disappointment. I wonder if grace was the first thing on his mind. We, of course, really can't know for sure. All we know is what he did next. He called out to them. He called out to those to whom he had called out to before. How very thankful I am that Jesus issues more than one call in our lives. How very thankful I am that the church does not wholly depend upon our limited attention. Yes, Jesus called out, not in judgment nor condemnation, he called out with gracious concern. Have you caught any fish? No, came the reply. Then throw your net out on the right side, and you will. How very thankful I am that Jesus is willing to guide all of us poor and empty-handed disciples in knowing exactly what we need to do each and every time. How wonderful it is when we listen and obey his voice. Following Jesus' commands, the disciples found their nets full and overflowing. 
And in this newfound success, they recognize that standing there on the shore is Jesus, the risen Lord. The text says Peter, in his excitement, jumps into the water and begins to swim ashore. The others drag the now full nets and soon follow. What a celebration. What a homecoming. There will be for all of us when we break bread together once again with the risen Lord. You know, as we contemplate our ministries together, yours with Joseph and mine with Emma Gray Memorial, as we start winding down another conference year and plan to start another one, it's so very hard to realize that it's already been almost a year. But I can't help but have some of those same feelings of deja vu. I can't help but wonder about the future. Some say they are worried. Worry often causes us to yearn for the past. So the question in our text for us this morning is will we, will our church go fishing? Will we, our church, continue to move forward in mission and ministry? The text says that after the disciples and Jesus had broken bread together, Jesus began to speak to them very specifically. And as we look at this part of the scripture record, we need to remember that Jesus' questions are asked in the context of failure. The failure of Peter to acknowledge Jesus on the night of his arrest. And the failure now of going back to business as usual instead of moving forward in mission and ministry for the kingdom of God. To me, there is a lesson for all who love the Lord Jesus Christ. It's an important lesson for all would-be church leaders. The Lord's nature is to offer forgiveness. That says to me that if we will return to our first love, the Lord Jesus, and we remain focused on the Lord and our mission to share the good news that Jesus is going to equip us with what we need to get the job done. In other words, fishing is fine for an occasional rest period, but loving the Lord by taking care of the sheep must always be our first priority for all of us who call ourselves disciples of Christ. My friends, Jesus is willing to forgive us as individuals and as a church. But for us to remain his kingdom builders, we must take very seriously his questions to the disciples that day. Do we love the Lord enough to feed his sheep? Regardless of what else might occur, we are caring for, if we are caring for, and feeding his sheep, we will be in God's will. Christ has risen. Christ has conquered sin and death. Christ has turned his precious light into this dark world and never will be the same again, and neither can you or I. But the job is not finished. If it had been finished, then the risen Christ would have jumped into the boat and grabbed a net. But he didn't. 
Jesus called them a second time to be true to their better nature. Jesus reminded them that the love of God is proven in our actions and in our love for all people. As disciples, we must feed, take care of, love all people, and share with them the good news of the risen Christ. We must take seriously the Lord's commands as stated in our membership vows. You can be assured that if we are true to our vows, God will do the rest. Now don't worry if some of those lambs and old sheep turn out to be goats. Remember that God has a plan. Lord, bless these words to our understanding as they are offered in your name. Amen.
May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit, may they be yours this day and each day. Amen.